0: Thank you going everyone welcome to another episode of soapstone my name is jake i'm joined by my co-host as always dave how's it going today dave it's
1: going good i've had a quiet and relaxing and i don't want to say mildly productive but i did take in the mail today Ooh. saturday that is pretty good but to be fair the mail had snacks and then a t-shirt and a mug from the satanic temple nice
0: so making good on our uh well yes are so now i'm taking credit for your actions. jake bought Uh, me the bug guys Uh. (laughs) absolutely did not um but uh previous endorsement of this organization
1: yeah i i would have put it on too but i already picked out a shirt that i like so it's a good shirt maybe tomorrow
0: for the uh for the awareness of our listeners this is hollow night t-shirt and I'm not yeah. going to be able to describe any more than that. <laughs>
1: There's nothing inside <laughs> of it.
0: It's just t t-shirt sitting in the chair. That would be a little disconcerting.
1: I would, like, I would like that to be my ghost form. Instead of like a white sheet. Mm-hmm. Me floating around as an apparition. I just want it to be like a. Just kind of like a plain white Hanes tee. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> With well, like just <laughs> just a hint of pit stain. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think that
0: that's been an underrealized setup in uh, sci-fi of invisible people.
1: I'm now thinking, if they've shown like ghosts with socks, does it need to be white fabric? Hmm. Anywho, how's Ooh. your Saturday been? I don't know. How are you? Uh, pretty well so far.
0: Uh, slept in a bit late, which I needed, you know, after travel, um, and it felt pretty good to sleep in, be home, uh, take a look at what else needs to be done this weekend but for the most part take <laughs> nothing it like coming home and thinking <laughs>
1: what else do i have to do <laughs> well it's not all it's not all work but yeah um well i heard you you got some pizza yesterday when you came back
0: uh yeah got some jewels friend of the show jewels um which is always an excellent pizza choice one of their uh, Berlin, uh beverages i don't think they had black cherry but it was a birch beer which i'm also a fan of
1: Every time I see, every time I go to like my local giant, I'll mm-hmm. pass through like the soda and snacks aisle. And every time I pass by root beer or like some fancy ass looking soda, I'm like, I would get this for Jake if he was coming <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, might
0: not be, might not drink alcohol, but at least I can uh, drink fancy soda. You know, craft.
1: Mm. Yeah, craft beverages only. Yeah, <laughs> I drink mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> legitimately though uh when i was younger if you have a more runny cheese sauce Mm -hmm. basically you just use more milk when you're making the mac and cheese right i would i'd essentially strain the noodles as i was eating it so when i was done with all the noodles Mm -hmm. i could just take a sip of my cheese broth Mm. (laughs) delightful as long as you started a sip i think that's acceptable
0: um, would gulp be a good <laughs> a good <laughs> verb here? Just, I'm just imagining it's the soup bowl. Oh, okay. Cheese
1: just, all right. Now that I've drank all that down, time for some mac and cheese. I like how the gesture of your hands immediately went to like it was a bowl for the entire table. <laughs> right. Now people would is, take a ladle for and put into smaller bowls for them. This is a family pasta bowl size setup. Yeah. No, probably not the healthiest option, but you know what? I've had worse. Do they still have... I heard mention of like a peach and mint and balsamic vinaigrette pizza. Ooh,
0: I don't know. I don't think I've ever of that. See, that does sound, sound exciting. Good, right?
1: Yeah. Somebody in channel mentioned it the other night, and I'm like, I need to... I think my closest one is 15, 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I would have to actually go out and get it, but hmm, haven't had it in a bit, maybe. Yeah, I
0: had sriracha chicken and there was like a roast beef one. Solid? Sort of a good thing. Yeah. Roast beef. Maybe not roast beef, some sort of steak. Uh,
1: meat. Steak. steak. A- yeah. <laughs> Solid steak. Well, like I'm sure mantis. it probably had some uh, <laughs> horseradish then?
0: Yeah. There's so many options on there. Um, oh, you know what it was? It was pulled pork. Uh, well, I, I was joking smoked. with meat,
1: but uh, yeah, we got there
0: hormone free barbecue pulled pork scallions red onions barbecue sauce and mozzarella
1: I'm trying to now imagine a a pork or a pig without having any hormones whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> right it's very sedentary
0: <laughs> I don't know what the default is. For an animal with no hormones, because I feel. Are so you like, coming
1: today for hormone therapy? Yes, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. What? <laughs> how do I? How do I get in some of those? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it
0: was definitely good. Um, go back, get some of that local food. But we do have nice places to eat around us, especially compared to where I've lived in the past, where it's much more straightforward.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have options for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll need to pick something to do later today because I either Mm. need to do a grocery run uh, so I can make more stuff for leftovers because the leftovers I have currently are I wouldn't serve them to people if they came over right Um, or I could still be like it's a weekend and I could order something Mm -hmm. probably order something
0: I think we're filling smoothies later this afternoon so
1: are we doing smoothies? Yeah, (laughs) so I'll stop by and grab a smoothie. You know, Um, that sounds nice. Smoothies are always, I never want them as a meal, but as soon as I have one, I'm like, this is delightful. Mm -hmm. And it's also like,
0: well, it's different than a milkshake. A milkshake basically has enough caloric intake that it's a meal on its own. But a smoothie can kind of be like, "Hmm, you know, this is like a good half. I don't know if a soup and smoothie would be good. I don't know what the perfect combination would be, but.
1: Well, I'm not saying volume-wise. I'm saying, like, it's two essentially liquids at that point.
0: Yeah. Probably, like, a sandwich in a smoothie. Yeah, like...
1: Mm-hmm. Do, like, a half sandwich in a smoothie?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that would be fair. Jake now will invent the first Panera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we could have salad there, too. Just saying. Maybe That's more true. baked goods, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think that... um if I were to attempt that, to open up another chain of potentially successful restaurant restaurants um, called Panera, they would ban me from all existing Panera restaurants. Mm-hmm. Another thing you could be banned for mm-hmm. is exploiting in multiplayer games, which is not our
1: topic, but it's close. For, for the audience reference... As soon as I saw Jake's facial expression change with a a single degree of minutia, (laughs) I started whispering over video, just like, segue, it's a segue, it's a Uh, segue. And the intonation built as well. I do feel like I start
0: talking very slowly and deliberately when we're going for a segue. Well, you'll
1: also do the hook of like, and another thing. If I was... (laughs) Mm -hmm. One more thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cheats and exploits. Is there a difference? Let's start there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> There's a categorical difference. How would you define a cheat? So, a cheat, back in the olden days, uh, cheat codes were meant to be things that were specifically codes made for the game. You could input for some type of special effect and cosmetics, something silly, yeah. or like a power up. Maybe it would be extra lives, you couldn't die, and limited ammo, depending what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas an exploit I would say is stuff that you're not the game was not specifically designed for, but it is in the game and you can take advantage of that for some benefit. Exactly.
0: And cheats kind of have I mean, I think cheats exist less now. Some games have like console codes or things like that, I guess, but um to their origin a lot of games included cheat codes uh, as part of something that they could actually market to people. Like, I think people underestimate how like money hungry and grubby old video game like companies were, and like the platforms, like literally arcades, just eat money. That's but true. also, like cheat codes, you'd have to call in on like uh, a hotline, right? A one dollar per minute hotline or something, where they'd be like, "Oh,
1: where are you stuck?" how are you feeling and then, you know whatever this and is then, different from the hotlines i've called but some of the <laughs> right. some of the verbiage overlaps which concerns me
0: <laughs> right <laughs> how are you
1: feeling where are you stuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um you know exist to to keep you on the line for a little bit and then give you either a hint which we're not covering so much in this episode or a cheat code be like oh you can skip to this level with this code
1: yeah i, it, I wasn't thinking about it back from like the the money sense but i mean i guess that would be the only motivation
0: yeah mm -hmm. this is before rapidly available codes on the internet and things like that before we had game facts or cheat code central or any of those other oldies
1: well even around like the time like they would still sell like video game strategy guides right right yeah so from like a collector standpoint you get to say oh i have more information and lore about the game so have other like fun piece of information you get to see some of the maps some of the concept art and other things but then it would also have a hey you can also just refer to this at any point if you're stuck right whereas i they might still have them for some games um but if they do it's been a minute because yeah. i only remember back from the days of like a battle chest mm-hmm. i think it's right. the last time i mean the
0: guides still exist i don't think they're nearly they don't have well, nearly there are guides online level. yeah the proclivity and sometimes they're just wrong
1: or IGN. Get
0: changed right <laughs> well yeah ig guides for sure but um even like like printed guides prima strategy guides things like that um because a lot of games have day one patches you don't really know how accurate that information is going to be even with like a, a preview look uh, before the game launches so definitely less important now
1: cyberpunk 2077 do you think they have a guide
0: Oh my gosh, I don't know if they actually had a Prima strategy guide, but can't mention it helps down much now.
1: Um, at this point, it just has to be like, uh, if you're having trouble playing the game, we feel bad for you, son. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> we don't have a solution, and this game's not fun. Um, <laughs> that's not bad. There you go. So thank you for joining
0: us for the freestyle in segment of the podcast. Did you appreciate my wiki wiki? Mm-hmm. What wiki, wiki 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 wild? Um, such a good video, really is. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So cheats, I think they existed a lot more in older games. Um, kind of just tossed in by the developer. Sometimes meant for QA or you know, left around and people had to find them eventually. Um, but a lot of other times it was intended, you know, like, Hey, have fun with it. Run this code. Um, multiplayer games, basically. Or not, sorry. Single player is what I meant to say there. <laughs> the it's opposite. Like, multi wasn't a thing. <laughs> Cheat codes for multiplayer games would be weird. They exist.
1: Yeah. It was usually like on local instances. Yeah. So like if you were doing Unreal Tournament with like a LAN, with some people, you could set something up there, or you're just playing against the AI. Um, yeah, like I, one ex- one specific example,
0: very related to that, that I had here was uh, like DK mode for GoldenEye. Like that's something you could turn on in mul- multiplayer local. Let's give everybody gigantic heads, but obviously you're
1: not playing that online. You know, to your point. And to be fair, they really just took that mechanic and put it into a dive kick. True. It's very derivative. <laughs> Miles,
0: spend the next 45 minutes, riffing on dive kick.
1: <laughs>
0: what word do you like to press the
1: buttons in? Anyway. Uh, first, first, I open with a kick. Ooh, bold. <laughs> I mean, that is how you play Sephiroth, but um, yeah. I like the idea of having cheats as like a so like let's say you are a developer on this game mm-hmm. you spend however much time putting stuff in you probably have something like this as like a function test out oh what happens if we change these parameters what if we make them invincible yeah. or you just play testing right but then you get to share some of your like love and hard work by giving other people who play this game an opportunity mm-hmm. to do the same yeah because like obviously there's you play a game and you beat it without cheat codes congratulations here's your steam achievement sticker whatever yeah cool but on the other side of it cheats are just fun to do mm-hmm. like I can't tell you how many times I've put on power overwhelming in Starcraft because I was bad at the game <laughs> but I wanted to see the story play out right mm. was that instant win? power overwhelming was uh, you couldn't die so all of your units are invincible Ah, gotcha gotcha which I forgot about. And then Archon said it. and I'm like, gotcha, buddy. Yeah. It triggered it. Yeah. RTS games have a bunch of
0: um, cheat codes down the years. I, y'all, I, I do think we're talking a little bit about like the historical place of cheat codes. I feel like modern games more often
1: well, don't dedicate. I Sorry, guys. Stop you there for a sec. Yeah. So we're talking about two separate things here. One, cheat codes. Yes. uh, This, I would say, is different from cheating. Yes, And probably the main distinction there is going to, I assume, be between single player and multiplayer. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're playing your own shit, I don't care what you do. Have fun. Play the game you want to play. Put in some cheat codes. They're fun and silly. Yeah, they're intended. If you're cheating outside of that (laughs) against other people who are like playing to have a good time and you're just doing it to cheat and win, that's Mm -hmm. cheating. Yes.
0: Which, unfortunately, I do think that the modern... Modern era is that um, people would spend fewer, like fewer hours, implementing cheat codes for games. There is not that many cheat codes in games anymore, um, so maybe there is more of a perception when people hear cheats, like mm-hmm. cheating or hacking or otherwise manipulating a um, multiplayer
1: game for some advantage, which is unfortunate. I think it is like it's. I can't think of a time where I've ever had somebody cheating or doing a script or a hack mm-hmm. in a game where i'm like oh hooray <laughs> you've employed you've improved <laughs> the experience of all people <laughs> so i load into the map and then i get shot Ooh, mm-hmm. love it all right speed run <laughs> <laughs> guys check out this next life want to see me do it again <laughs> right but like i think my most recent experience that this would have been with fall guys okay yeah were you playing with this at the time
0: probably not i didn't play a whole lot of fall guys oh, okay i fell pretty early uh, this guy. Uh,
1: but here we go. That's the joke. Put a bow on it. <laughs> but there would be people who would jump and then continuously jump through ah. the sky. So they just avoid all the obstacles and then they're at the end of the course. Yeah. That's entirely miserable and pointless. Yeah. Because like when you're doing a battle royale thing like that, you're like, I don't necessarily think I'm going to win, but mm. I want to do my best. And then maybe you are trying to win to get crowns it's literally impossible because someone's just saying uh i'm running this script that says you can't you can't do that thing that's only Mm. for me now
0: yeah it's so this is getting to like part of the second spot it's just like exploits exploitation cheating go hand in hand um but it's unintended gameplay whether you're explicitly using the systems in the game or external systems and processes to modify it um and in multiplayer games, it's just it's just pointless, right? It's it's kind of meaningless. You're in there for the temporary power trip. You win. It's it's pointless even to the person. I should feel um, even in the short term because uh, the whole point of a competitive game is to compete. And if it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to win because you can just cheat to the end, headshot everybody, do whatever. Um, then why play, basically, except to just ruin other
1: people's fun? And I realize that is a motivation for some people. Uh, I will agree with that, <laughs> but it feels good for me to do that if it's won through competition. Mm-hmm. So, like we, I played a Dota game this morning. It's like a nice, you know, Saturday morning Dota. Yeah, you know, wake up, cheery. Everybody was actually really nice. um <laughs> That's good. Um, but like, we worked together and. It it felt good to, like, take those team fights and be like, oh, we're stomping on them. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't go into, like, a flame thing, like, calling the other team shit. You're like, it feels good to have gotten that. And also, like, to the point that they probably feel a little bit bad, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just pushing that boundary. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot the other point that you mentioned that I was going (laughs) to connect to.
0: No, that's fair. It's uh, mostly just the ruining other people's fun being the primary form of it's the only thing someone who is
1: exploiting to the detriment of others could get out of it.
0: I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Oh sorry. My other comment was going to be a dumb thought I had of the real life comparison of that is somebody who goes to like a little league game with like a 3D printed trophy that they made at home. Right. And like Dude, as it the game's it finishing the up they're just like <laughs> fist, they're going on the on the field and just like fist pumping while holding the trophy. And they're like, Uh-huh. what? Look at me. I've
0: made it. Um, or in our, to, to make the example, even more specific to the way that these games are oftentimes played. You ran around the field, constantly pushing yeah. the kids over. And then at the end, held the trophies up. Right. It was me. Is, all me. <laughs> there is no accomplishment. Um, and there's not, I think as much of that in our list, Um, obviously I feel a lot of people have played multiplayer games where they were up against a hacker, a cheater, a script kitty, whatever you want to call them. Um, and it did, you know, unfortunately ruin the experience, but, um, for the most part, those are relatively transient. They don't stick around too long. Just because multiplayer for games doesn't usually last forever and they won't be as memorable in the long term as I think some of the other examples of exploits or cheats
1: that we have here on the list will well before we get off of cheat codes specifically yeah uh, I did want to ask do you have any fond memories of a specific instance absolutely do
0: It's not even the ones that I put on this list. Um, the one I was thinking of, actually, while we were talking about this, is I used to play the old Army Men games. Uh, Army Men, Army Men 2, Army Men 3, Toys in Space, Army Men Air Tactics, uh, Air Attack, all of that. Um, Army Men, Sergeant those, Heroes. Uh... Sergeant Heroes is the PlayStation one, yeah. I think one of the ones I mentioned wasn't actually on PC. Army I Men 3, I PC. hate the
1: fucking hands. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and they all had uh, the isometric ones. In particular, had cheat codes. So you could be like... Um, there was a cheat code for spawning a magnifying glass, uh, which was the global. If you have sight of a unit, you can just melt them on the spot. Weapon like Army Men Three, call in backup, reveal the map, give sight. You know, make your main character invincible. The classic array. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find some of the names here, but I did really um, like grab those off of a site, print them out. Oh, you did the printout to play. too? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I liked, I liked that whole era of, I'm not gonna go back to like a favorites tab or something. Possibly mm-hmm. as like a young kid, you were doing something inappropriate with it anyway. But like you'd mm-hmm. print out so many things from the internet. If it's just yep. like, here's some information, I'll just have it by the computer. Uh, Here's a picture of something that I want to like buy as a poster because I'm like 12. But now I have like a cool video game character I can like tape to the wall. Yeah, yeah. And part of the tragedy was I'd usually
0: print it out at the library, which is kind of like a double it's like twisting the knife to the library. What are you doing with your time kids? Well, I'm just playing video games this summer. What are you here in the library? So I can use your paper and your ink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Better I've come to consume your resources <laughs> because my parents are not as generous as you. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I looked up some of these. So all of the codes begin with an exclamation point. You just type them in chat. That's very common for mm-hmm. RTS game codes. Um, Ruby Ray was magnifying glass. Nice. Um, Lose mission was give up.
1: Oh, I'm Uh, glad they had. Do you want to
0: quit? No, I want to cheat to lose. Reveal (laughs) the full map with Spidey senses tingling.
1: Sounds Um, familiar.
0: Promote all of your selected soldiers to five star generals. Patent speech, like that one. And then win win mission, which I was not like smart enough to memorize, and I didn't know what it meant back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just Vinny Vidi Vici. Mm-hmm. That, I, that I saw I conquered. Yeah, exactly. I know that now, but as, as a kid, I was like, "These aren't words. <laughs> like, <not laughs> this means anything."
1: <laughs> <laughs> kid reads his first GUID. what The fuck is this shit? Uh huh. Um, on the side so, yeah, here, I also beat Starcrafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black sheep wall reveals entire map absolutely breathe deep 500 vespine um power overwhelming obviously operation, operation qual to build yep. faster yep instantly i think yeah and the instantly win mission is there is no cow level yes the recurring
0: code in blizzards games
1: um, so much
0: so that they eventually added a cow level as a joke Actually, several times they added a cow level as a joke, and that is usually the code to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Back then, yeah, the good old Blizzard. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Based <laughs> off allegations, they may have never been gull- good, but at least old, the old Blizzard. Um, but yeah, I really like these old codes. Um. I have fond memories of punching in the codes. Like for Goldeneye, it was like unlock the codes, then you just select them, turn them on, much less than type them in. But games used to have that kind of mechanism of either, if you want, you can use the codes right out the bat, or perhaps you unlock the codes by accomplishing something in gameplay. Beating this level within a certain time gives you a paintball mode, for instance. Um, or Resident Evil, very commonly, gives you infinite ammo for weapons once you either max out the weapon, you just upgrade it all the way, which you you could do potentially before you even beat the game. Mm -hmm. And then usually beating the game in a certain time or something gives you unlimited rocket launcher, which is just like, I'm here for a walking simulator, (laughs) basically.
1: Dear God. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's... For a bit, I'd say probably a couple years, I've, I've cared less about needing full completion, wink, um, from like a game <laughs> right. sense, just stop halfway. <laughs> I'm good, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah, like somebody who like stops eating when they're full. Pfft, plebeians. Mm-hmm. Um, I just throw the plate off the meal <laughs> off the table, <laughs> slap down the check.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just interrupted your train of thought massively. But you were talking about you don't care about completion for the game as much.
1: Oh yeah, like with Sekiro, love that game. I've played it like three times. Uh, did I go and beat the final boss that was optional? No. So do I feel like I've completed Sekiro? Technically, no. But mm. I played through the main game and enjoyed it. And will continue yeah. to enjoy it. And that's enough for me. Mm. I wouldn't put on cheats just to see what it is. I would just look up a video on YouTube at this point.
0: Right. Which is which is completely fair. Maybe that's one of the reasons cheat codes don't exist as much. But... Because of how many things just exist online. Yeah. It's like you can... Look up a guide, you can do whatever. It's less necessary to include some of these. But I do think that they can add, um, ironically, right? Because most cheats are about beating the game faster. Not all, obviously. But most of the time, you're getting an advantage. That was the reason it was marketed to people, at least. Um, But there's just so many other concepts that have kind of continued to eclipse them. New Game Plus being the way that you'll continue to engage with the game going back for dlc um they just don't really spend the time for something like cheat codes which is just you're modifying the experience a bit. i think people yeah. unfortunately would make it a cos. they spend time making a cosmetic item instead of
1: like a cheat code now if that makes any sense well that's the thing it's a lot of for, for obviously it's like become a huge industry gaming as a whole um it's more profit driven so, mm. it's harder to put in things just for it would be fun for somebody. Yeah. Because that's not going to make bucks at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's always cool when it goes through because it's somebody who had a passion for it being fun for the sake of being fun. Yeah. Like I was watching the Nike Jakey video on weirdly cheats and exploits. So, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, coloring some of my commentary. But. <laughs> Give
0: me uh, let me get this in a bullet point (laughs) form. No reason. As I'm reading off of his, uh, (laughs) hi, I'm (laughs) Nikki (laughs) J. Now
1: he just had a really good breakdown on the different types of cheats and exploits. Yeah. Or why big head mode was huge in like Tony Hawk and a bunch of other games at the time because it was it was just fun and silly, right? Exactly. And a lot of times,
0: like, the decision to put a cheat code in a game, this is before a lot of massive production teams. So um, as soon as you have just a ton of people working on something, I feel it becomes more difficult to introduce Easter eggs and cheat codes and things like that. That's not strictly true. I realize games still have Easter eggs, but they're usually, like... You can tell that it's kind of like a corporate-approved sort of Easter egg. Even if it's good, it was an idea that got pass through a filter like to make it to the to the user i, mean, I understand not... what
1: you're saying but do you, could you provide an example know yeah. what you mean
0: so like in uh the witcher 2 near the beginning of the game there's an easter egg where there's like a broken cart of hay and then like a dead body next to it that's wearing robes of remarkably similar to altair um and uh. Here was an Easter egg. It was just like a poke at Assassin's Creed. They're entirely different games. I don't think it's a legitimate like, man, Assassin's Creed sucks. Am I right? Um, But you can tell that like that took our assets, right? That took all these other. It took work mm-hmm. to put that in the game. And so it must have passed through some validation process, potentially, you know, QA or whatever. Some higher up signed off on it. And for some of these games on our list, a developer could just be like, hey, I've got a couple hours. It wouldn't be hilarious if, and then that was the impetus for the cheat code. So something that would be less family approved? Yeah. I mean, in some cases, there's definitely (laughs) some things on the list like that, but um, also just lower barrier to entry, lower effort. Obviously, easier to make a character god mode or something, but paintball mode for yeah, one yeah. or big head mode, just like blow up the scale of a character's head. Um, it doesn't take like a full team to sign off on the idea.
1: No, it's hey, can we input a flag that changes this value from 50 to a thousand? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, so I do I think that's where a
0: lot of this came from.
1: Yeah, it's. Really weird to me how much mileage stuff like that gets, but even just like in a character creator, the amount of time that I've seen other people and myself waste on like (laughs) they look silly because the proportions are wildly uh, Uh outside of the normal values. (laughs) Are you even playing Dark Souls in 2021
0: if you're not like randomizing your character seed until the values are no longer within the standard system (laughs)
1: bounds? It's just... In the same way that farts are funny, um, I feel like these types of things will be appreciated as well. Yeah. It's just silly and dumb fun.
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of these, so like to go to some
0: specifics, I think, on some cheat codes, um, obviously we have to mention the mandatory Konami code. Kind of, even though it wasn't the first cheat code, it's the most prevalent. I don't have to ask, do you know what it is? There's some ABs, lefts, rights, and a start and a select somewhere in there. I don't play Konami's games because, um, you know, obviously the boycott. So it's my excuse. <laughs> Do you know
1: what the code is? That's no. I was trying to think of it in the moment. Okay. Um, I think somebody it's like could, up, somebody up, could down, say it down, to me and I could tell you if it left, was right, right or left, wrong. Right. Is it, wait, so is it up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, AB, a, B, start, select,
0: start? Something like that.
1: I feel, like, I feel like we're 90% of the way there, but one person listening look. will be like, I actually remember you, you
0: idiots. If I search for it, I know it's going to be immediate. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B-A. See, there you go. Start. Yeah. So This is
1: before the select button, kids. It's how you know.
0: Um, yeah, it's very quick. Um, I When I Googled that, the top result was actually someone who had it like, uh, tattooed on their arm, so I was just reading the numbers <laughs> on someone's arm. Yeah. <laughs> appreciated. Um, yeah, it's so this is a classic. I think this is basically considered required for Contra um, to get you had like five lives or something. Not a lot of lives at the beginning. And as this was an arcade game, you know, like it was meant to just eat your money. So this code gave you ninety nine lives, which gave you a chance at winning.
1: <laughs> Contra's hard as fuck. Just saying. Yeah. A lot of those old games do not handle so good. They're not uh, this hot take, right? Not particularly fun,
0: just due to the difficulty. I'm not a huge fan of that type of game. Side side rant, but
1: I don't really like any of those side scrollers so much. It's like a decent genre. It's just it stuff always felt kinda off to me for hitboxes. Yeah. As a that's smash great. aficionado now. <laughs> right, um, right. And the bullshit Zachary that happens please. there. What's going on for this Contra hitbox? <laughs> I promise you I will swear three times at either Jake or Sakurai today <laughs> after <laughs> this episode. Um,
0: but yeah, that's a classic. Obviously, a lot of games use the Konami code, not even just Konami's games. Um, but I believe most of their games has it at least do something. Even Google does something. But yeah, it's it's an homage to
1: video game history at this point. What was it in Google? Jake's testing it out now.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I screwed it up. It's fine. Um, some other ones, a quick mention. Doom, original Doom, had IDDQ or IDDQD, um, which was God mode. Um, and again, going back to our reference of like a person just implemented this. It was Id. And then Delta Q Delta is what that stood for, which was like one of their fraternities. You're like, yes, that is a very explicit personal reference that goes on to become a meaningful long-term cheat code. Right.
1: What was this is cool. Which game had the cheat code? Oh, T F BBQ,
0: WTF BBQ. I literally am not going to be more useful than Google for this. so I'll google it and see if this is a trap somehow
1: resistance 2 there you go what I was starting as a bit uh, came it to be an actual fact so we all learned something today (laughs) or a trophy can't really tell but uh, yeah that's one of them
0: here's an interesting one I saw when I was doing some research for this which I say to make myself sound more important Um, Mortal Kombat which I was scarred by more than played back in the day when i was young apparently had a cheat code to add blood back into the game after they released a version without blood due to censor reasons um, you can't do this anymore this this would get you in a lot of trouble if you released a game and it's like we removed skulls because of like chinese censorship and you're like and you can use a cheat code to add the skulls back in that wouldn't fly <laughs> no that wouldn't be too good um, do you have any uh, any cheat codes? Any other cheat codes you can think of that were particularly impactful for you? I realize we covered StarCraft, which unfortunately is like easy mode for cheat code pickins.
1: That was kind of the main one. Um, a lot of other games I would have played back in the day, I don't think had cheat code options.
0: Yeah, any sort of manager games like the sims theme park any of that had cheat codes for money usually
1: oh i definitely did that for would it would be roller coaster tycoon yeah mm-hmm. i definitely i got money in there because i don't know how to run a park but i wanted to make <laughs> something something funny and it's just
0: close <laughs> to real life right you just take loans obviously and then you just make money forever i'm pretty sure that's how that works
1: and if they say that your business failed um lie (laughs) denial gets you out of a lot (laughs) my business is the most successful actually um oh maybe worms okay i probably have played enough worms in my time that i would have also cheated in that
0: did that work just in the the single player
1: yeah yeah i didn't need to cheat for multiplayer i was just better than other people oh that's fair yeah i i now, superior genes is how you were cheating in real <laughs> life <laughs> I will say like when I would try and like shit on my friends type thing where like you yeah, have friend worms. over and like you play a game more than they do because you own it right right so go oh, yeah we could, we could <laughs> play this in the computer right yeah They, I think they're to have a worm si- team size of up to like 8 or 10 and mm-hmm. I'm like you know what I'll just take 2 but the shitty thing about that is it will always alternate the teams right so while they have 10 to start off with, you go every other time. Ah, so okay. really early, you just start like multi-instant killing their people with like a bat. Jeez. What, what I'm realizing from the story is I was an asshole as a kid.
0: <laughs> I think most people were though. I think everybody has some, or hopefully some experience of like, here's the game I'm practicing and friends come play it with me. I think like the most egregious genre is definitely fighting games for that it's like they're like what do the buttons do and you're like they do attacks and over <laughs> here you're like full comboing them like popping them up in the air they haven't even touched the ground since you started explaining how the character works um, yeah different at different times
1: and first person shooters with level
0: awareness and weapons
1: yeah I feel like all of the James Bond games were like that for me mm-hmm because I had the GameCube version of Nightfire. Yeah. So, like, I knew all the level layouts. I had odd job. I knew how to angle the hat. <laughs> and I would also screen look. Again, I was an <laughs> asshole. You had um, all of it. The, it's like a game chart <laughs> plugged in your controller. <laughs> and my friend was handcuffed and couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the 90s. It was a different time. It was a different time. Um so on that topic of screen looking. Yeah. I would consider that to be the old school exploits yeah. or an exploit. Where, it's a social, social yeah. exploit. If you're on a split screen, uh your eyes will wander, um, but sometimes they, they linger too much. Right. And now you <laughs> you're have like why are you running into a wall? <laughs> People
0: just staring at your... <laughs> Oh, you're screen looking. You're looking at me as I run into the wall, huh? <laughs>
1: This is how we learned deflection. <laughs> <As> children. <laughs> I learned deflection when my little brother was born. No, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that would have e- been my most egregious one. I feel mm-hmm. it's tough not to.
0: Sometimes it's other people's screens are just more interesting. You already know what you're doing. So go to whatever's more interesting. Look at other people's screens. Obviously it was more of a problem before online. Um, but it is very difficult if your peripheral vision—if you see yourself in your peripheral vision in a shooter and a shooter—and you're like, "Huh?
1: Yeah, it's—it's it's <laughs> hard not to do like a, a do quick I turn ha- around? <laughs>
0: <laughs> quick spot check. Gonna <laughs> Ca- the uh, person behind me. <laughs> yeah." Um. But yeah, exploits in general. Exploits is obviously a very large category. A lot goes into exploits. This counts. People ruining multiplayer experiences could count uh, direct. So exploits, I think I would define more as um, exploiting the systems as they exist in the game. And then cheat codes are using the cheats that exist in a game. And cheating is the more general category of playing the game. Like it's not intended to be played. Um,
1: Usually with external influence. I can't disprove anything you said in that sentence, but it just sounds uh, slightly off to me. Maybe cheating. So cheating. Here's a good question. Then
0: if you find an exploit in a game, say the ability to buffer like a double jump. So you can like double jump in a game, um, single player game where it's possible without using a game shark or any other way to modify the game. Is that cheating to use that exploit?
1: I don't think so. Okay. But like, if you look at it from the sense of the, I just want the, I completed the game without doing anything outside of that sticker Mm -hmm. yes i guess it is but if i think about like skips and dark souls and other like bugs that you can do because you're exploiting the game systems Mm -hmm. for an unintended purpose to get a benefit from it but like who gives a shit right that's my thought if it's a single player game so this is
0: the the, this is the tricky one because now we're kind of like boiling down to the terminology here Mm -hmm. um for a multiplayer game if you could double jump or shoot twice as fast, due to being able to exploit a button, impress a button combination, or something like that, buffer something, would you consider that cheating?
1: I don't know about that specific example of inputs, but something in the system. Yes, you glitch through because a wall. my my immediate point of evidence for this is going to be Smash Brothers Melee that mm-hmm. janky fucking game. <laughs> it has so many issues as far as it's designed for how it works for multiplayer. Like the existence of wave dashing being a thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't fucking plan for that, but what is wave dashing for the audience? Do you know? It is. It, I'm it's putting a, you on the spot. It's a jump and an air dodge that you can, I think input really quickly. Mm-hmm. So essentially you're getting a lot of iframes frames and you can input it very quickly I don't think I ever that successfully did theory. it, but <laughs> <laughs> I know that pros do it a lot. That's all I know. Yeah. And it, it's insane. But at this point it's become meta, right? Yeah. So I think it was an exploit, but then it became the norm. So now it's no okay. longer, but I would say something like ice climbers being able to do a wobble. Mm-hmm. Which I can define is, as just, they just hit and grab each other alternating in yeah. and infinite combo. And you, as the other player, can't do anything about it at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a cheating exploit.
0: Okay, interesting. So you you attach the term cheating to, for multiplayer games, the morality component of whether you should use it is cheating. Are you playing the game within the spirit of fairness? Um, Versus single player we're cheating or using cheat codes is just, are you playing the game like it was originally intended? So there's a slightly different variation if that
1: is that accurate to your yeah, interpretation? Yeah, I, I guess my main reason for like using the Ice Climbers example is technically they still have to input perfectly the people who are right. playing Ice Climbers but it seems like a very small barrier of entry to just mm completely ruin somebody else's thing there's no reprisal
0: there's no competitive answer to getting wobbled
1: they just don't get grabbed but like how do you know what they're gonna do over the course of 10 minutes right there's gonna be an opportunity likely (laughs) um yeah i think that's fair i
0: think part of this my my take on this is i agree with that assessment Mm -hmm. um it's basically like who would to whom would i ascribe the title of cheater right if someone is cheater then they're cheating and multiplayer that could be playing the game like it's not intended through exploits or cheats that were programmed into it you can make the argument that's intended but i'm coming from the point of playing the game sort of like vanilla right um in multiplayer it's you're playing with tools that other people don't have access to um And it's not just because you bought a better character. It's because other people aren't aware that they can hide in rocks and become invulnerable (laughs) or warp through walls or have infinite ammo due to a bug or something like that.
1: On that mention, uh, do you remember? I forget exactly what it's called. I guess just dicking around in like Halo 2 maps where you could go outside of walls or get super Mm -hmm. jumps. I remember when we were
0: trying this out on the PC version not too long ago.
1: Not as fun by the way. You really <laughs> got to go back to the the old Xbox. Um, you had a time travel for it. But I would consider that at least to be cheating in a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even if I took the time to like set it up, 99% of people are not going to know that I can get to the top of the map and why they've been headshot three times. How did right. he even get up there? Right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that assessment or do you think there's some leeway? I think that's bas-
0: that's basically true. I mean, this is the sort of thing people get banned from multiplayer games for. If the developer's like, there's a bug, and we're going to patch it, and then you continue to exploit that bug, then you're cheating, right? You're just not playing. You're not playing it in, in the rules. Um, and there's a lot. There's a lot of exploits. We've already mentioned some of them. Um, there's a couple I wanted to hit on specifically. Um. One of the more interesting ones, and this gets used a ton in speedrunning, which obviously relies on exploits a lot. <laughs> One of my favorite ones I, I heard about recently was like, uh, I think it's a Majora's Mask speedrun where midway through the game, you play a different game to like buffer something on the memory card, and then switch back to the first game <laughs> for an advantage. It's absolute, <laughs> it's absolute insanity. Um, but relatively in that space is uh, ACE or arbitrary code execution, which from a computer science background is also just super cool. Um, but the idea is you are setting up some buffer of memory, something to be run later, and then you go somewhere else to execute that code and the game does something it wasn't intended to do. Um, most notably, a classical example is occurring of Time and the room with the first boss fight and the great Deku Tree, um, Deku Tree, however you say it, um, you fight a giant spider, and from that spider, if you have the right collection of items and you hit the wall a certain amount of times and you drop and you pick up a, a bug multiple times, uh, you can walk into the um, the heart warp, get the heart piece and warp, and warp to Ganon's castle at the end of the game.
1: Okay, so this is the wrong warp, I think, right? Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's crazy the things that like people have found for that. hmm I like that it exists one as a story because it's just oh that's a cool funny thing that happened. Yeah. Um yeah, and lost the second part. No, that's fair. That's fair. God damn it. It's we're a little
0: bit out of it today, but just got back from traveling, so it's understandable. Um yeah, there's some really cool things. The other mention I had for arbitrary code execution is, and this is a more true example because a wrong warp isn't arbitrary code; it's just code that you're setting up in the game to get like missing no or something like that in Pokemon. Um, for Twilight Princess on the Wii, this was the there was an ar- there was a way you could do arbitrary code execution on the memory pack, the memory mm-hmm. card, and uh, this allowed people to run a program On the memory card, which allowed for the very first homebrew uh, Wii systems because this was an exception and they could break through and take control of the system by running other software.
1: Oh, okay. I had heard of homebrewed Wii's back in the day, but some friends had them. I never owned a Wii, so Mm -hmm. I was never this adjacent to it. That was actually really cool because that would always allow you to download other games and play them on your Wii.
0: Yeah, anything. They could change the system, make updates, like their own updates to the software. It's an entry point that breaks into the secure Nintendo platform, basically. And from a tech perspective, it's really cool from hacking. Um, there's a lot of you know similar examples. One in brief, I remember, is I can't remember the exact game, but there was a developer that used arbitrary code execution in a buffer overflow to actually patch their game that didn't have patching capability. It just had online capability. (laughs)
1: Um, and it was just, it was a really cool article, but. So anytime the exception would be thrown, it would call this arbitrary code to say like, um, I need to download this patch. Uh Uh-huh. They, they would buffer
0: the, uh, all of the code that they wanted to run and then hit the overflow and run the code that they attached to it. And it was, it was actual insanity. Old computer science was nonsense. This still is, but. Man, I love that. It's really cool. Um, I think most of the other things on this list are more traditional, less technically complex uh, examples of exploits. Are there any others that stand out to you here?
1: Well, I did want to ask about, we haven't talked about this probably since the Dota 2 episode,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but, the infamous exploit of the Dota 2 Fountain Hook.
0: Yes, Navi executed this at an international.
1: Yes, uh, and it yeah. was quite the talk of the town.
0: Uh huh. So, do, do you recall h- uh, how the procedural setup was for this
1: exploit? Yes. Uh, so it's Pug, Pug, Jesus, Pudge is a mm-hmm. character who can throw out a hook. Kind of like Blitzcrank or somebody else, like once it touches them, it's going to bring them back to Pudge. Yeah. And the move would say active, until the chain brought the character back to Pudge. Yes. There's a separate character called Chen, I think, Mm -hmm. who has it, where he can essentially uh, send a teammate back to the fountain where you Mm -hmm. heal, and then if enemies are ever in there for any ungodly reason, they die. (laughs) They take a lot of damage, yeah. It's a very strong turret, essentially. So what you could do is start the channel for Pudge to be sent back to the fountain, Mm -hmm. meanwhile pudge throws out his hook pudge gets sent back to the fountain and then the chain goes all the way back from where pudge hooked that person Uh to the fountain and they're stuck in
0: this being pulled backwards animation across the entire map as a map wide hook takes them
1: there yeah so basically the the argument was between it takes a lot of skill to pull that off but it seems like a very cheap way to get a kill yeah you basically get a guaranteed
0: kill on one person, and I think in this particular match, the Navi match, they just um, they kept going for the enemy's hard carry, mm-hmm. which is the gyrocopter. Yeah, I think a very powerful one. character, a lot of defensive abilities. The rest of the team is going to try to protect him, and they eliminated him from the match entirely. And neither Pudge nor Chin are powerful late game carries, so this allowed their, the rest of their team to like bowl him over, basically. Yeah, so where do you where do you land on that? It's it's definitely the gray area because you're just using the mechanics as they interact, precisely as written in the game. Um, but clearly, eventually, the decision was made that this was too powerful of a combination, and they nerfed it. So it, I think it was morally fine to use it up to the point that either the developer chimes in, or um, just change the rules of the game. I think the change in this case was that if Pudge hooks an opponent, they're always pulled to the point where Pudge landed the hook, I think not so, where yeah. Pudge is, Yeah, um, which was an easy interaction. Didn't nerf either character in normal circumstances, but did break this exploit.
1: I feel like overall I agree with that, but at the same time I feel like there has to be if you get like a piece of information about something mm-hmm. where you just kind of like accidentally see somebody's screen, maybe if you're doing split screen for like Halo two, mm-hmm. I feel like a part of you like has to kind of say like, Hey, uh, let's not skirmish for 10 seconds. I saw where you are on the math type thing. Right. Like a kind of, I guess like a, an internal honesty. Yeah. I think there's a difference though.
0: Like in, in your example, I think that's because the accepted way to play the game is that you don't screen look, right? Everybody comes to the table with that same expectation. And if someone doesn't, everyone's going to call them a douchebag. They're going to kick true, them true. out and won't we'll get any more pizza or whatever. Um, but in Dota, like these two abilities
1: interacting this way. Well, I guess it's the a question weird, is how long was it known that it was that way? I'm not sure. I'm sure maybe it was maybe, probably within that patch Mm -hmm. i think both teams knew of its existence prior to playing would be my assumption yeah Yeah. navi were just very
0: practiced with the combo Mm -hmm. and they literally practiced the combo so they were able to utilize it to uh to an effect i don't think anyone was ready for for that international um i think a lot of it comes down to the developer in that case You can either use best judgment, like, is this just strictly a better way to play the game? If so, it's probably an exploit. But a better way, a strictly better versus just efficient way to play the game, that's an argument that could be made, right? Like, how good does something have to be before it's an exploit if everything interacts like the tooltip says it does? It's true.
1: Yeah, I can't can't hard fault them for it. Mm -hmm.
0: Obviously, as soon as they, two things they could have done, the developer could have either set a set a statement saying, we are considering this an exploit and abuse of this will be a bannable offense or um, released a statement saying it's intended for all use or just patched it if you consider it like a middle priority.
1: I feel like um, you can't not fix it and then ban people if they d- you do it yeah but it
0: doesn't have to be at the same time and i don't think it should be like a hard ban but if you release a statement that all players see on login or something like here's an issue with the game right now and if you break it you you buy it or buying it is being (laughs) banned um i mean that's within their prerogative to enforce it then not all games can patch that quickly
1: So you're saying this would then affect like the current gameplay of people playing? Because I I was thinking right. about it initially from like a competitive standpoint. Who mm-hmm. gives a shit if you're doing it in pubs? Right. But I mean, to be fair, a lot of people play pubs. Mm-hmm. Ten people today, even um, in my game, it's five v five. Yeah, that would still like make a shitty experience for people. Like it would suck yeah. if you had been practicing. A given lane comp or just in general, and then you lose to a very cheesy strat mm-hmm. that the developers haven't had a chance to fix yet because it's they found out today. Yeah, there's usually a
0: commiserate response for multiplayer games, like the bug we described here or the interaction with hooking people all the way back to fountain requires setup, requires coordination. They'll probably wait and fix it in the game um, unless it's completely screwing over a tournament with no hope of reprisal. A bug like existed for a while where Chen could, I think it was either Chen or Enchantress, could control Roshan and make him leave the pit. Yeah. And just control A down mid to kill everything. Um I'm pretty sure they disabled the hero or they hotfixed the game or something. Like that was that was a quick fix. <laughs> That's an emergency. There's no
1: question about whether it's breaking the game or not. Also, I want to retell my story briefly of uh, the 6th Blade Mail game.
0: hmm hmm
1: There was a patch where they changed how Blade Mail worked. Um, so you get some flat damage and a percentage return, and then we you should activate start... it. Hmm? We should start with what Blade mail's supposed to do, I think. Blade Mail, when activated, returns all of the damage that you take to the target. Yep. So somebody's, like, punching in the face, they're taking the damage back, too. So it's a good get-off-me button, right? Mm-hmm. So in this patch, I'm not sure how it's specifically coded, but we found out that from the wording and trying it out, uh, you can have multiple blade mails, activate them all at once and return 600% damage. <laughs> so somebody goes to punch you and then they lose a limb. <laughs> but that existed for exactly one game that we played. Yeah. Um, but we found out about it and then abused it in that because it was funny. And <laughs> My argument to the court is that the other team agreed. I feel like everybody found that funny that day, and then mm. it wasn't used and abused throughout time. Yeah, exactly. It's an outlier.
0: Um, you also probably didn't queue up into a competitive game. <laughs> Correct. This was
1: always all pick, always non non ranked. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good example. Um,
0: that covers a lot of things. I don't feel we have to cover everything on the list here, particularly looking at the time. Um, but, uh, one that or actually, I'm going to go with, um, actually, I'm just gonna go with four. (laughs) It's the bottom four on the list. I just liked all of them. Um, so the first was, uh, modern warfare two call of duty. A lot of people familiar with that. I love the javelin. In modern Warfare 2. Wow. Us- using it as it's intended. Just like picking an arbitrary point on the map. Like going down sites with this massive weapon. Being super vulnerable. And then calling a missile on it. Like not a person. A person has to literally walk there. And then die to a random missile. <laughs> but when it hit. It was hilarious. Because the kill cam was just them. Like from the missile. Them just walking into its path and then dying to, to arbitrary to random cause, basically, not good. Hilarious. I'll um, I'll
1: say it's better than martyrdom.
0: I'll say it's better than martyrdom. <laughs> Great that you said that because this bug is super martyrdom basically. Uh, for a time, there was a primed javelin exploit, which required you to like ready the javelin and throw a grenade at the same time, and the effect was you could run around with the javelin, I think like pointed down or something. Um, and as soon as you died or, uh, I think you like released the trigger, the javelin would explode, which is a very, very large grenade radius. Instant. Kill yeah. Radius. You could also knife people while running around like this. Cause it was modern warfare too. That's, a, that's a lot of kill opportunity.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh it was a problem you could get shot explode run up at them explode (laughs) Uh, then you have a kill streak for dogs easy peasy uh easy peasy you die a lot using this approach (laughs) i don't think you can survive the javelin explosion to yourself either but (laughs) you're saying i don't equip tactical nuke (laughs) yeah no probably not efficient for this one but i just really like that one um Uh, The other one that I really liked is, uh, this is a historical gaming moment, but in World of Warcraft, which I only briefly played because I wasn't with a group at the time, um, there was the Corrupted Blood incident. And for those that have never heard of this, um, it became so popular and so studied that it was used as modeling for terrorism and um, epidemic research. All right. Well, now you have to tell the story because I've not heard it, and you've built it up. <laughs> so the corrupt, so the source of corrupted blood—it's a debuff uh, that in the game came from the last encounter in a raid series, or like a raid. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss of this encounter would hit people with corrupted blood, and it's a spreading dot, basically. Um, for the highest level characters, not a big deal. For low level characters, kills them very fast, but it spreads to nearby characters. Um, the problem was at the time pets could be affected by debuffs. So someone with their pet in the encounter got the debuff. Okay. Not a problem. The pet will probably die. Well, they don't want the pet to die. Put the pet away. The pet now has the debuff stored. And uh, as soon as they're brought out, it will repropagate. Oh, <laughs> so you can see how bad this gets when they leave the encounter they go to a major city like Ironforge where all these players are running around and they're like, be free, my virulent child. Um, and there's screenshots you can still find online of just like in WoW when people die, they'd leave bones. Just bones all <laughs> around these cities. Um, to compound this problem, NPCs were immortal or there were immortal NPCs. But they could also get the stacks. But they could get the buff becoming okay. asymptomatic
1: carriers. Of this death disease. <laughs> that was going to be my next question, because obviously if this happened, I would expect like a wildfire to go through like a town uh-huh. or a city. But then you've burned through everybody on the server, right? Yeah. Not with the NPCs, though. Exactly.
0: And people can respawn and catch the buff again if anybody or debuff again, if anybody had it. Um, and high level characters. in range, technically, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people are running all over the place. This is when 2, mini- two million people are playing Wow! Oh, wow. Um, I didn't mean to...
1: Mm. Right. Oh, interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my term. I'll kill you. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it probably would have burned out because the community, Blizzard was not... Like, I don't know why this was their approach, but they were like, hey, people can voluntarily quarantine <laughs> to, like, avoid this debuff. And so they'd go to these, like... Uh, you know, quarantine areas, burn it off. Um, And then other people would get their pets infected, come back in and screw it up. And this is what got studied was different human behavior. There were people who panicked. Like there were people who tried to separate themselves. Some like healers came in and tried to like keep people alive while the buff ran out. Um, And then there were other people who wanted to spread the debuff and tried their best to do that. This is where the term "bug
1: chaser" comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it uh, would. It's really cool. I understand the idea of that being funny, though. Mm -hmm. Mm. Just like younger me might have. It has like like budget
0: photography style. Like there were news articles about this. I think Washington Post made a news article about it because it just it was studied a whole lot. And ultimately to solve the problem because their own community was acting against them and perpetuating this was um, uh, they made it. So pets could not receive uh, the debuff, the dot. And um, they also did a server rollback.
1: (laughs) So damn, pretty serious. I would have just patched that uh, like pets could still get it. But Mm -hmm. like if they get put away Clear, clear any of that shit.
0: Yeah. Now, there was probably like some persistent buffs or whatever, like associated with like Beastmaster class, but I assume there's some rationale. They took a rapid approach once it was like, this is major news story worthy showing up places, and Blizzard couldn't get a handle on it. So. Anybody who read and saw this story knew that there was no hope when the coronavirus broke (laughs) out. They're like, we couldn't fix this in a video game. We're not going to be able to fix this in real life.
1: I mean, also, people voluntarily do not want the patch, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm actually going to cut one of the bottom ones off, but um, the other one I wanted to mention was... Well, as long as I can
1: keep one of them. Just for Uh, aesthetic
0: reasons. (laughs) put it up on the wall. Um, Final Fantasy VI, uh, there's a lot of bosses that are immune to certain magical effects or conditions, particularly instant death, because why would you make your boss vulnerable to instant death? That seems like a bad idea. However, there was a spell called Vanish, which made them invisible, but which I think made them very hard to hit and melee or impossible to hit, something like that. Um, but it reduced their magical resistance and unintended bug associated with it removed their status resistance. So, one-two punch, vanish a boss, hit them with doom, the boss will not die. (laughs) Um, Not unintentional, but clearly an exploit of the mechanics. Goddamn. Um. Was there any others, any others on this list you thought were particularly notable or interesting?
1: Uh, Not at the moment.
0: That's fair. That is fair. Well, I'll leave people with the silliest one then. Um, In Skyrim, if you put a bucket on an NPC's head, uh, their vision isn't. It literally is comes from their head. Uh, And it's blocked. So uh, just in real life, if you put a bucket on someone's head, you can steal all of their things. (laughs) Um, So try that the next time you're in Skyrim (laughs) and (laughs) you want to grab a bunch of stuff. Have the trusty bucket, which unfortunately, I don't think you can put that in your inventory, but maybe you can. In which case... Great thieving strat. As you walk into someone's shop, drop a bucket on the ground, pick it up, place it on their head, and then just start pocketing
1: stuff off the counter. <laughs> Trick or treat. Puts bucket on head. Steals all candy and goods <laughs> and clothes.
0: Bell rings as you leave. Just Thanks for coming
1: there. by. Um,
0: but if anybody else has any thoughts or uh, perhaps you'd like to share some of your your own favorite exploits in video games or ideas for future episodes, you could send those in at podcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one.
1: Have a good night. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home.